It's time to get restless. Welcome back to The Restless Show. As we zany young adults are trying to figure out our way through this crazy modern world with the light of the gospel. Speaking of the light of the gospel, today's topic is about the gospels and also the other 68 books in the Bible. 68, 69, 69 books 69. in the Bible. We're talking about the Bible today. <laughs> you think as a priest I would know the number of books in the Bible. I just can't do math. That's all there is. 73 minus 4 is, yeah. <laughs> So the Bible, I think, is something that we as Catholics are not known for our uh, our knowledge of the Bible, and that's unfortunate because the Bible originally came out of the Catholic Church and really is, you know, what feeds and nourishes our faith. So, curious for you all, like, do you guys read the Bible on a regular basis? Javier, is it like twenty four seven? Not twenty four seven. I wish. Um, no, but I try to read the Bible every day. Um, I'm I'm in two Bible studies and I lead one of them. well, I was leading the other one too, but we had to stop because we met on Tuesday nights and here we are. Yeah, recording but, recording the show on Tuesday nights. <laughs> we'll finish it. Yeah, we're only eventually. we're going through the Gospel of Matthew and we're I think about four chapters away. Um, but now uh, I'm leading another one and we're going through the Book of Acts. Uh, and I'm no, I'm actually in another one. Uh, we're going through Ephesians. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And then through Young Life, whenever Young Young Life is a young um, non-denominational organization that uh, ministers to high school kids, um, whenever that picks up again, then it, we don't follow a specific book. We just pick topics. Kind of topics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we can't do a, a whole book with... Because we have kids from different backgrounds. I mean, some kids are atheists completely, and some kids are uh, evangelical, and then some kids are Catholic. So we have completely different sets of knowledge as kids that have grown up with the bible kids that uh, yeah. kind of know the bible and kids that don't even know what the bible is other than this mysterious book yeah that's great though to bring bring the bible to uh teens for sure so important yeah. for them to know oh, the word of god yeah. so deeply seeing yeah. teens reading the bible just shakes me yeah in a good way absolutely in contrast to that i think i have the more traditional experience of catholics with the bible where it's much less <laughs> <laughs> i didn't really grow up reading it i mean um i had a bible you know i don't know it was in my house and things but i never was drawn to read it and probably that feeling of well where do i begin i mean even though you know like the new testament right but um just probably thinking i won't be able to understand this you know like i i don't know i don't think i had the support and then in college some of my friends in my program started a little bible study group kind of a thing which i went to to support them and to be a part of it and i'm catholic they were protestant so slightly different you know but um it was interesting you know and i enjoyed it um but since then i've never done an actual bible study i did go to the first meeting <laughs> of your group but literally the next week i was asked to be a basketball coach and my practices were tuesday nights uh. <laughs> so that was really short-lived but at some point my schedule should align with the Bible study group. And I feel like at this time, like I have more background, I have more understanding and I have more of a desire. So it would be good for me to do. Yeah. Well, you're not that far behind me because I grew up Catholic and I also had the same experience. Never really dove into the Bible or anything. And I'm only about three, four years ahead of you. So 
All right, I can <laughs> make up ground quick. But you have yes. to do three Bible studies at once, like Javier does, <laughs> to make up the oh, ground. So. Well, <laughs> uh, not sure I want to commit to that. Yeah. <laughs> No, but we can talk about resources and stuff because we can't do this on our own. I mean, there's that, that the beauty of technology is that nowadays, you know, you you find a lot of Bible stories it's online. It's pretty tough to yeah. read the Bible and get a lot out of it. You know, I mean, like on your own. Yeah. But thank God, you know, you got people that have spent the last twenty, thirty years diving and studying the Bible well within the Catholic Church. Um, there really has been like a renaissance, I think, yes. of biblical scholarship in the Catholic Church. You got Scott Hahn and Jeff Cavins and well, um, they're both Dr. Brent Petrie. Converts. Sister they're... Anna Marie, I got to shout her out because she has a yeah. podcast called Scripture and the Spiritual Life. Nice. And it's I didn't hear about her. Amazing. I mean, it, it, she starts, her first episode is Genesis. Mm. And she, she studied um, in Rome for 11 years, okay? Whoa. The Bible. Whoa. She's very well-versed and she knows the Greek and the Hebrew and she translated translates it and it's so fascinating when she'll that is explain it in hebrew because there's more puns in the literature and there's deeper meanings that it just doesn't translate to english so you get this whole other level of wow this is how this was written or this is what was really meant you know it's beautiful so yeah she's amazing cool a that's, great resource that's good to know that's yeah good to know. It's, it's good for our listeners to know so that they know they want to start reading the bible mm-hmm. where to go because mm-hmm. i think your experience lauren is so true like people have often asked me like as a priest, have I read the whole Bible straight through? And the answer is no, I haven't. Because there's some parts of Leviticus that are just really boring. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really want to spend my time on that. And Diane's that's why nodding. those resources are really good. Because we, as part of our young adult group, we uh, we started a, a study last year, The Great Adventure. I think it's Ascension Press. Ascension and it takes, Press, or the Bible yes. timeline. It takes you through the Bible. It's not everything, but it, you get sort of the gist of it, the highlights. Yeah. And I think for me, I had always read the New Testament and read it many times. Um, but the Old Testament was kind of just like, <laughs> you open it and, I mean, yeah, like just Leviticus. It's a scary it's like, place, yeah. Yeah, and I just had no idea where to start. I think that's also, I mean, we have, I think it speaks to why we need like the magisterium, right? And just we need people to kind of direct and help us to interpret the passages because I think it could easily turn into, well, I think this means this. And that's sort of, you know, that's where you kind of veer off left and right. Um, So we did that. I found that very helpful because you you can at least understand the, the background and then you kind of see how, you know, like the connection between the old and the new and the typology and all of that, it's pretty amazing. And then you can go back, I think, deeper and sort of, you know, I'm reading this book. Uh, it's like a Catholic introduction to the, I think, the Old Testament by Dr. Brent Petrie. It's huge. It's like 500, 600 pages or something, but it takes you through, it's not word for word, but it's it's every, pretty much every chapter. Um, and he's a very like studied, um, studied person. And he, you just, you just, once you have that sort of like baseline, then you can go back and I think go deeper. But I wouldn't recommend going from like, you know, page one to the end. I, yeah. I don't think that's really the way. And I don't think it's really, that's how it's meant to be. Well, read, people right? misunderstand. The Bible is not a book. It's yeah, a library. It's a library. Right. And if you go to a library, you don't start reading the dictionary. Yeah. You, know, you don't go to the law section without any training in law and just start reading law books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't go from the A section to the Z section. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, you, that wouldn't make any sense. So you have to know, yeah, you have to know the overarching story. You have to know like where the pieces fit in. So when you're reading the law, you're like, oh, that's actually what happened in the desert between the Mount Sinai and the Holy Land. You know, So 
yeah, you have to understand that context. But I think having sort of doing that Bible study, like I highly recommend that, that totally changed my view of the Catholic faith of just understanding why we do some of the things that we do. Um, it was just unbelievable to be like, oh my gosh, it's right in the Old Testament. And like just to see the prefigurement and the typology and it was it was just mind blowing. So I think that there's so much treasure that people just don't even know is there. And once you have a resource that can kind of like teach you in the right way, it's just, it's very, uh, it's very edifying. For those who don't know, typology means that something in the New Testament is prefigured by something in the Old Testament. So like, for example, the sacrifice of Isaac by Abraham is a prefigurement of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. So. And there's even parallels within the New Testament, like there's parallels from the gospel to the book of Acts. Sure. Um, where things just kind of, kind of repeat themselves. Um, just reading through Acts right now, and um, uh, there's, there is a beautiful, beautiful parallel between uh, Peter, uh, I keep trying to call him Simon because they call him Simon, but uh, Peter being released from jail uh, where they're about to, they had just beheaded James, uh, and Peter is about to be released from jail, and then the first thing he does, um, I, w I won't go into all the little parallels from the jail, but he goes to a house, and he knocks on the door, and two women come to him, just like two women were the first ones to see Jesus uh, when he resurrected, mm. and uh, they call back, and they tell the disciples, and the first thing the disciples said, you guys are you're crazy, you, m you must have seen a ghost, he was about to be executed, and they were like, no, and that's exactly what the disciples told the girl, the ladies, whenever the um, they came back and they had seen Jesus. You know, they said, you're crazy. You must have seen a ghost. He's not so a master. Resu dead. Resurrection parallel. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes on. It, there, there's more. I mean, like, then he meets the actual disciples and the, he tells the disciples, go out and tell the people what you've seen. And that's exactly what Jesus tells them. And this is within the New Testament. And that just completely blew my mind because I thought the parallels were only Old Testament. Sure. No, even within the Gospels. I mean, John, in yeah. John's Gospel, he, you know, Jesus changes water into wine. Later on, he changes wine into his blood. Yeah. You know, it's a symbol of kind of the old covenant being washed away as the new covenant comes into play. You know? Right. So this this can get really deep oh. into, into some of the richness, and I know we could spend all night. But I want to hear kind of more about your own personal experience with the Bible. So, like, is there a, a Bible verse that's always kind of stood out to you as kind of like your, your life verse? For I me, know. I can't say that. I have any specific verse, but I feel like every time I read the Gospels, I'm always amazed at Jesus's words and his teaching. And it's just this constant reinforcement, like, this is what he said. This is what you have to do. This is how you should live your life, you know? And I feel like I forget, and then I read it again. So this is a part I just highlighted in Matthew chapter 7, the narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. And those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life. And those who find it are few. And I just felt like that kind of applies to my life today. Because I've kind of gone deeper spiritually. And, you know, more, drawn more into my faith. And I've recognized things even in social gatherings. Like, this isn't who I am anymore. Like, you know, hanging out at a barbecue or something. And people that are just, like, knocking back all these beers and... Like, that's the point, to, like, keep knocking them back and having fun. And, like, that's not who I am anymore. And, you know, I can just <laughs> see, like, there's this difference in me, um, which is a good thing. But it's different. And there not aren't many people in those kinds of environments, you know, secular, secular world that understand that or know what I'm going through. And I feel like, you know, even being on this podcast, some things that I say are going to be, like, so appalling to a lot of my friends and acquaintances just because they don't have any faith. You know, right. they just don't, they don't understand it. It's not part of their life. And 
So it's like a narrow gate. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> just like you said, like, and it's just reaffirming, like, right? You know, you're being led to life, and keep going. It's not going to be easy. You might be scrutinized, whatever it is, but keep going, and obviously try to bring others with me. You know, yeah. open up people's minds, and just be merciful and share Jesus's word. That's awesome. That's such an application of the word of God. You know, yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite verse, Javier? Hard to pick. There's a lot. It, it is hard to pick. I've gone through many, uh, and I think for me, it kind of changes with seasons. And I think where I'm at right now, um, the two that really speak to me is uh, to not be anxious in anything, but in everything uh, with prayer and petition, brings your, bring your um, petitions to, to the Lord. Um, but the one that speaks to me even more is um, Ephesians 5.16, which says, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Mm. Um and I can't, I can't, you know, I, I keep thinking about two encounters of, uh, with Jesus where um, he, at the wedding of Cana, um, he tells his servants to be ready for when the master comes back. And when he's praying at, at the mount, you know, he keeps telling his disciples to not fall asleep, to be ready for when the master comes back, you know, to keep watch. Um, and I can't, cannot stop thinking about how, you know, God is out of time and out of space, but it is very obvious that, you know, these times are different. Mm. So, yeah, you know, and that really brings me to like, make the most of every opportunity. Do not waste opportunity. I, I find it, I, I, I get drawn to my knees whenever I miss an opportunity. And I say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I let you down and I know your mercies are new every morning, but uh, please help me. Give me the strength to actually take advantage of every opportunity that you give me to speak your word or to be a light. Sometimes you don't have to speak. Sometimes you just have to do the right thing at the right moment. Yeah. Be merciful like he was merciful. Be holy like he was holy. Be loving like he was loving. Sometimes I miss those opportunities. Somebody treats me a certain way and then I treat him back with the same. And then I'm like, gosh, you gave me the perfect opportunity to show mercy and you demand it. You demand acts of mercy. I mean, we we learned that from St. Faustina, but we learned that through Scripture as well. And um, he wants us to be merciful. And then sometimes I miss those opportunities, not just sharing the gospel. Um, being his ambassadors goes beyond that. It's being a light so that even our shadows, just like Peter's shadow and the disciples' shadows and the Lord's shadow, would have an impact on people, you know? Yeah, that's that's a great verse. I've, I've never really meditated on that one. Yeah. That, that the days are evil, and that, that certainly does describe this year. Yeah, and the days are becoming more and more evil. Yeah. Technology and so different things and stuff. and What's going yeah. on in the geopolitical world? Yeah, I mean, how, how much do we care about our neighbors? And some people say like, oh, well, you're judging me or this and that, you don't love me. Well, there is a lot of love in sharing who Jesus is and what he did for us. And the way that he wants us to live our lives. Sure. But we have to be able to display that to people as yeah. well. You know, hey, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm, t I'm telling you this because I love you, not because I don't love you. Right. St. Thomas Aquinas defines love as willing the good of the other. And the greatest good we can give to someone is that relationship with Christ because that's everlasting life. Right. Do that, you know. Beautiful. Right. When we come back from our break, we're going to hear from Diane about uh, how the Word of God has impacted her life. And... Just kind of talk about how God has sometimes spoken to us through the Bible and how we can read it, not just as literature, but as a way to hear his voice. Stay tuned. Hey, 
Did you know you can take Veritas Catholic Network with you wherever you go? All you have to do is download the Veritas Catholic Network app. Then you can listen to the live broadcast 24 hours a day. You can also grab podcasts of our original shows like Let Me Be Frank and Restless and much more right at your fingertips and on your phone. Download the Veritas Catholic Network app today at the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store or visit www.veritascatholic.com. And welcome back to the Restless Podcast. We've been talking about the Bible and how the Bible can be read not just as literature or you know a historical document, but ultimately how it's the Word of God, God speaking to us in the here and now. And uh, both Lauren and Javier kind of shared some ways in which God has spoken to them through a verse recently. And Diane's got one too, about kind of a verse that kind of always struck her deeply. Yeah, so the one um, right now, I mean, kind of like Javi, every season is different, so I think it changes. But this is actually from uh, this past weekend's uh, gospel, Matthew chapter 16. And um, it's whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Hmm. And I just, I think for me, just this whole idea of Christianity is one of taking up your cross and suffering. And I think it's totally sort of, uh, it's just paradox to like everything that the world says, you know, like the world says it, you know, like you should just try to, satisfy your desires and um i want to be this so i'm this yeah i want to do this so i can do this yeah it's all about just like gratification i guess and the gospel it's like looking at sort of the world through the christian lens and your worldview should be totally different so it should be one of you know like if we want to be close to jesus we have to we have to follow him and he went to the cross so it's one of suffering and i think me just trying to live that in every sort of, you know, disappointment, I guess, that I have just being like, okay, don't like wallow in this, but use this as an opportunity to like, you know, make sacrifices for other people or, um, you know, things like that. There's always a a reason for it. Um, and then also I just think being in like a, I guess, a, you know, um, in the business world, I think that there, like, you can be surrounded by a lot of people who, um, and there's nothing wrong with work. Like, I love work. I love being challenged. I love, you know, learning new things and um, the difficulties that come with that. But I think that uh, you can be consumed by these things, work being one of them or just any anything else like sports, entertainment, media, like we can make idols of everything. And then just to it's it's kind of scary. Like you, I used to read the like you know, the Bible and be like, this isn't me. Like, you know, like those people, they worshiped a golden calf or whatever. Like that's not like, how could they be so stupid? But it's like, no, actually this is like very possible. And this is a, and this is like something that we all, I mean, this isn't like I'm better than all these other, it's like, we all struggle with this and it can be something that, you know, if you don't work at it, I guess, and pray and ask for God's help that you, you can, you can forfeit your life and that's a scary thought for me so it always just kind of i'm like okay i gotta like i need to live my life differently than other people and i need to take jesus for his word here and not gloss over it there's a great story from the life of uh, saint alfonso uh, saint ignatius loyola and saint francis xavier he was converted by that one scripture verse because mm-hmm. so francis xavier was kind of a party animal in college and he had a much older roommate who yes. was saint ignatius of loyola and Ignatius would, after, you know, 
a long night of partying, Francis would come back and Ignatius would just simply say to him, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Hmm. And initially Francis was like, shut up. I don't want to hear that. You know, I'm, I'm half <laughs> yeah. drunk. I just want to go crash, you know. But after years and years, the two of them kind of had a very unlikely friendship and they ended up being roommates for several years. And by the third year, he's kind of like, wow, you know, what, he's, he's right. What does it profit me to gain all the pleasure and the money and the fame and the popularity in the world and lose my soul? And so finally he said, you know, Ignatius, what, what do I have to do? And Ignatius said, well, I'm starting the Jesuits. Can you join <laughs> me? And, and so Francis became one of the first Jesuits. And it was that scripture verse that spoke to him so powerfully, like, wow, this is, this is the word of God. And that's the power of the word of God to, you know, to change our hearts more than just to inform our minds, you know, but to really reach down into our souls and really transform us through conversion. So what's your technique when you read the Bible to get spiritual benefit out of it. I mean, you don't just like read it straight through like a novel. Like, what do you, what do you do? I don't know. I mean, I personally use like the Lexio Divina. I think that's very helpful of just kind of, because I used to be like, all right, I'm going to read the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark, and just like go, you know, first page to last. But I think that there is so much, I mean, you can choose one line, you know, to just kind of meditate on. But I think it's really just, you have to, I pray to the Holy Spirit before I start to read the Bible and kind of just, um, let myself, you know, I don't have a, a goal of like, I'm going to do a chapter a day. It's kind of just like, see where I guess the Holy Spirit takes you. And if something is sticking out to you, um, you know, spend time, meditate on it. Yeah. So for those who don't know about Lexio Divina, it's a beautiful way of scripture reading called sacred reading, where you read it four times and meditatively. The first time is, uh, Lexio. So you read it very slowly. Then you kind of pray with it. And then you go do oratio and you pray, um, meditatio, and I'm trying to remember the last one, contemplatio. <laughs> so if you look those uh, Latin terms up, it means really kind of, you know, focusing on a word, phrase, or an image that really stands out to you. And you can use just even one sentence from the Bible, yeah. you know, even something that, you know, I, do you know what the shortest verse in the Bible is, by the way? John, no, John. Gosh, it's, <laughs> I just heard this recently too. It's when Jesus said, it, it, when it says Jesus wept. Just what? That was oh, eleven eleven thirty five or something like that. Yeah, in the story of Lazarus. Yeah, and even that two words. But what a powerful meditation that would be. Yes, Jesus wept because that means Ugh. whoa, Jesus was human. Jesus mm -hmm. had friendships. Jesus mourned. You know, he went through what we go through. Like, yeah. So anything you can use Lex for Lexio Divina, right? Um, yeah. For me, it's very similar to Diane. I I always start off in prayer. Um, I always ask the Holy Spirit to open my mind and my heart and. Uh, for for him to reveal what he wants me to see uh, in this time in 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 the word um, and then for distractions to be you know for, for me to not be distracted in this time in, uh, in the word um, and uh, I kind of do that I do the same thing I, I, I read it slowly first but I don't really stop at anything I just kind of read so if I'm if I'm studying a chapter um, so say we're gonna study Acts 12 this week um, then I'll go through Acts 12 and I'll read it from beginning to end. But then I come back a second time and I'll start kind of meditating on the words and stuff and like specific verses. Um, and then I'll look for little things. The Bible has a lot of like reasons why things are written in a certain way. Like whenever a location is pointed out, I'm like, mm, there's a reason why they're telling me that this is happening at this location. Yeah. Or whenever they say, oh, this is happening during Pentecost. I'm like, hmm. There's a reason why, and like either the verses before or the verses after are going to be very important because this is setting something up. And so I kind of start looking for those things and stuff. And then I 
always go to commentary because for me, it's like, I do not know that much. And so then when I go to commentary, then I start learning, whoa, like, oh, this is how, uh, you know, this is a parallel from something that happened in the Old Testament, or this is how this is, this could be applied to my life. Uh, but you can do that on your own too. You read a verse and you're like, oh, that's me. I can apply that to my life. And you should always try to apply um, scripture to either your life or to something that somebody might be going through and stuff. And because um, that's the way that the Lord, you know, wants us to live our lives, you know, Absolutely. based on his word. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because so many Catholics go to prayer and they do all the talking. <laughs> you know, God, I want this. I need this. Thank you for this. This is God's opportunity to talk to us. Sometimes we forget that, you know. You know, something I do is sometimes I read the Bible out loud. Hmm. And I feel like that's the way that I'm having a conversation with the Lord. Um, and I, I read the words out loud and it's like I'm hearing, I'm audibly hearing Jesus speak to me. Because I, I can also read it, you know, in my head and stuff. And But sometimes I want to hear him, like actually hear him talking to me. You know, it boggles my mind, but um, people didn't read silently until about the 4th century. Because there's a there's a passage I think it was from I think it was in Saint Augustine's Confessions where he came upon Saint Ambrose and he was reading silently and he was like what are you doing <laughs> nobody does that because everyone read out loud yeah even when they were just reading by themselves yeah but because I think it does it engages more of your senses as you said you know with your auditory and you have to really engage like to make sure you get every word because sometimes when you read you just kind of glance and right you miss three or four words and those could be important words that God really wants to you know speak to you yeah. I'd, I'd recommend getting like a red letter Bible, just having it on the side, which so a red letter Bible is a Bible where all the words of Jesus are oh. um, printed in red. And those are the words that, that I kind of try to read out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As Javi speaks, Lauren's Bible is highlighted in blue with all of Jesus. Well, that's my personal <laughs> highlight. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is just the New American Bible revised edition, but it's got the explanatory notes which are super helpful. So, yeah. I mean, I really just started reading this before this episode to get back into it because a couple months ago I had the goal of I need to read the whole New Testament through. I've never sat down and done that, so I need to do that. And I started with my little travel Bible that I had in the Holy Land. So it's small. There's no notes. I mean, there's like an appendix and references. But then I went back to this one and I was like, oh, yeah, this is where I need to be. <laughs> there's so much help. like backstory and explanation. So... It's super helpful. But back to like, you know, listening to the word, um, I downloaded an app called Hallow recently, yeah. hmm. which is a Catholic meditation and prayer app. And um, after uh, talking to Father Connaughton, actually, he told me like, you should start um, doing daily gospel reading, like reading the daily gospel, because I wasn't. Um, and that'll help you, you know, with your prayer life and silent prayer. And he's like, it'll transform your life. So I had heard of this app, so I downloaded it. And then I was surprised. The Daily Gospel, it's only audio. <laughs> you can't read it. It's someone saying it to you. Hmm. Um, but it's in this, um, it's set up to be like a meditation, right. right? Like it's very calming voice and like you're focusing first and thinking about God. And then they read it three times and then they'll prompt you like pick out a phrase or just a word that speaks out to you. So that helps me oh, nice. because someone's yeah. telling me to do it because it's Lexio Divina, but walking you through yeah, it. Yeah. And I think for me, if I'm reading, I just want to read it and like keep going and get more, you know, I'm like more um, information focused knowledge. I want more and more and more. Um, and that's a way to slow down and actually reflect right. and internalize. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So that's cool. I've enjoyed it. 
Now, how do you spell that? H-A-L-L-O-W. I'm glad you asked because I had to figure that out myself. I'm like, where is this app? How do they... <laughs> Hello, yeah. yeah. Spell it? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I what? asked because my, my roommate, uh, Wojtek, he's got that app. And so I didn't know how to spell it whenever. So, you know, more in radio. That's right, yeah. I guess <laughs> People can't, can't see, see us. So, no. you know. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, it's it's worth downloading and giving it a try. And for sure. That's good. Certainly keep trying it if you don't. If it doesn't stick right away, you know? Yeah. Like, we can't just give up because... Definitely. Because the word of God whatever. is worth it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, one way in which people read it, which I think is dangerous, but has sometimes worked for me, is Bible roulette. You know, just, where mm-hmm. you just kind of flip open, open the Bible and, like, put your finger on something, and occasionally that's worked. But uh, in general, I don't think that's how God usually speaks to us. You see, every now and then I do that. Every now and yeah. then I, I go, especially, I try to open it somewhere in the Old Testament, um, and I, some, sometimes I'm like, whoa, <laughs> where did I end up? Oh my gosh. Or sometimes I'm literally like opening it because I'm, I'm, I'm opening it, but not like where I have my red ribbon because I'm not looking at where I have my red, my, my Bible has a red ribbon. Um, but not, I'm not going there. I'm purposely going somewhere else, but I know kind of where it is in the Bible and I'll kind of start going there. And I'll just open it, and I'll see a verse that I've highlighted, I don't know, uh, weeks before, or months before, or a year before. And then it'll speak to me way differently in that moment. Mm. And I'm just like, thank you, Lord. God can use that. I've thank had, you, Lord. I've had a few experiences like yeah. that. Yeah. And I'll be like three books away from where I'm trying to go, but it's just that like he wanted me to see that in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that does work. Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah. Definitely. That, well, not, that's not intentional. I, sometimes I don't do that intentional. I'm literally just looking for a specific book, yeah. and then I, I don't. I'm not playing that roulette. Well, I think game. you're open to the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah. God will guide you where you need to be. And he'll communicate yeah. what he needs to communicate. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this episode of Restless. I just want to leave you all with a challenge, and the challenge is to crack open that Bible and to read it, not just as a novel, but for spiritual benefit. We talked a lot about Lexio Divina today, so feel free to go and download that app. Hello. <laughs> Hello to your mother. <laughs> Couldn't resist. And oh. feel free to use that. Um, but definitely open the Bible because we as Catholics need to know our word of God. It can minister to our hearts in such a powerful way and form our minds to be more like his. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Radio, 1350 AM. Also, wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you next time. God bless. Bye.